0: Welcome back to the podcast everybody. I have a really exciting episode for you today. We are actually chatting with my past business coach and mentor, Ricky Lee Walls, all about how to build a profitable nutrition brand. Now, Ricky Lee is one of those people who has a very strategic brain. She is wicked smart, and we are really just scratching the surface with her here. So you're in for a lot of actionable takeaways today, Um, learning all about what is brand strategy, how do you actually go go about um, creating your marketing materials and your messaging, what makes a brand remarkable and profitable, and side note, what you're thinking about branding right now, you know, colors, fonts, and all of those other things, that's not what branding really is in the episode we're talking about today. So we're gonna tell you why it's a little bit different, why you don't need to worry about certain elements right from the beginning, and what elements you do need to focus on from the get-go to have the most profitable brand possible. So, Ricky Lee is a brand and marketing strategist who helps female coaches, consultants, and practitioners build authentic brands, sell out their offers, and impact the masses. She's the creator of the program, Your Profitable Brand and host of the podcast, Ricky Lee Radio. She's been lead marketing director for six figure launches and mentored over 300 female coaches to start and scale their online businesses. Before working as a strategist, Ricky Lee trained as a medical herbalist and was the founder and formulator of a herbal supplement business. So we're really digging in today into her specialty of all about branding and marketing and the strategic point of view of how to make the most profitable brand possible. So excited to bring you guys this episode. Let's get started. Hi, Ricky Lee. Thank you so much for being here for today's podcast episode.
1: Hey, Stephanie. So excited to be here.
0: Yes, I am looking forward to having you on because number one, uh, your brain is like out of this world incredible with information around uh, branding, strategy, everything business. You know, you are definitely one of my go-to people to learn everything business from. And I can't wait to just like scratch the surface of that brain of yours today. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So why don't we get started with you telling us a little bit about who you are, your background with, I know you have a background in, you know, nutrition and herbal medicine, and then how that kind of Shifted into more business coaching or brand strategy coaching?
1: Hmm. Yeah, totally. So, I'm a brand and marketing strategist, um, and I support service based entrepreneurs. So, nutritionists like you guys listening, and also coaches and consultants, um, service entrepreneurs that have personal brands. And I primarily support them with establishing their really authentic and what I call profitable brand. And we can dive into that in a little bit as well as helping them create customized marketing strategies to sell out their signature offers and get to six plus six figures in their business. And um, my big thing is, yeah, getting you to a profitable place. But I really love to work with entrepreneurs who are purpose driven, who have a really big mission. They have um, a drive and a vision to change the world through entrepreneurship. So that's the work that I do. But. Yeah. Like most people, I came into this work kind of in a convoluted way. It was not just one straight path. I actually never wanted to be an entrepreneur. It was something that I have a lot of family members who are entrepreneurs and I was kind of like, ew, gross. I don't want to do that. And I was totally like the hippie, wanted to just like backpack and be in a raft or a sea kayak the rest of my life. So I actually started my school experience going to, um, study wilderness leadership. So I worked as a wilderness guide for for a couple of years and I studied leadership and how to like take tourists on uh, experiences through uh, the wilderness. And that was a really great experience. But then as of course we all start to get older, we realized that we do need to uh, secure ourselves with some financial income so that we can have some of these things that we desire. And I really was always interested in health and wellness and herbal medicine was actually something that I was really interested in because my stepmother is a herbalist as well. So I tiptoed into natural health. I went to a school that actually Stephanie lives really close to on the island to Pacific Rim College, and I studied holistic nutrition and herbal medicine. I ended up finishing that program with just my herbal medicine degree. But right as I was getting close to the end, it was kind of like, oh, crap, like I got to start a business like in order to actually do anything here with this education, I do need to actually step into this entrepreneur role and I need to learn what it's like. And I needed to change my views of, you know, being okay, being an entrepreneur, I kind of had to get out of this hippie mentality of like, oh, it's okay to make money doing things that I love. So the last semester of school, my partner, Scott, and I had this really great idea. And we we started um, an e-commerce based herbal supplement business for pets. So I actually dove in and learned all I could possibly learn about um, plant medicine for dogs and cats and create custom formulations that then were sold all across Canada through an e-commerce channel, also in stores. And this was like all happening through my last semester of school in towards about a year after school, and it really took off. It was it was really amazing. I learned so much, as you can probably imagine, about business and the online space and social media marketing and what started happening is a lot of my colleagues that I'd gone to school with had started asking me for some support like you know how are you growing your social media channel like how are you getting clients like oh my god this is so cool what you're doing and they started asking me all these questions and one thing led to the next and I had started you know really fall in love with online marketing and I was starting to support them and you know one thing led to the next I came across the coaching and consulting industry I was like wow I can actually support people in doing this as well and so for a while I, I did both I ran what was called companion herbals at the time you can still check out our Instagram we don't have the business anymore and I was supporting some of my colleagues that I'd gone to school with with getting their health business up and running um, and then eventually we got to a point in our business where, Scott, my partner, and I were like, we, in order to take this to the next level, we need to outsource manufacturing, we need to really get with a distributor across Canada. Is that what we really want? And the answer was, no, we, we love the work we were doing, and it was really impacting the lives of animals and, you know, pet parents across Canada. It was amazing, um, but it wasn't the lifestyle that we wanted. It was a lot to go down that route, and it wasn't in alignment with the way I saw herbal medicine working the best. So we decided to actually pull the plug on that. And I went full, full force into coaching. And yeah, for a while, I only actually supported health and wellness professionals. And then in the last year and a bit, I've been supporting all personal brands online, which is what got me to where I am today. Long story short.
0: (laughs) Wow, No, that's an awesome story. And I mean, you don't really realize the path that you're on. Like sometimes it can feel like, you know, I did all this schooling for this certain thing. How is this actually like helping me in the career I'm in now? But like, even just hearing your story, you can really clearly see how that path made a lot of sense. And it probably felt weird to step in a different role at times. But then over time, just feeling like, okay, this new path is really the way that I should be going.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Every single step of the way. And I'm sure you've all felt this as well. There's these identity shifts that we go through as we transition into areas that we know we need to lean into. But it requires us to transform ourselves. And it can feel really uncomfortable to recreate ourselves because we get uh, attached to these old identities. Uh, But it's for the best.
0: Absolutely. I can really relate to your story too, because I similarly was a holistic nutritionist. And then people started asking me about how are you building your business? And then the same thing, it kind of just became more this pull to the business side of things. But I really struggled with that identity thing for a while. And I also see that with um, some of the people that I coach or other entrepreneurs it's like they might want to shift their niche or they might want to shift the look or feel or brand of their business and like you said it feels like this identity crisis of but that's who I was and it's like feels like you're so attached to that old story and mm-hmm. it's really hard to step into a new story for
1: yourself yeah absolutely
0: So why don't we get started with talking all about brand strategy? Because I know that this is a topic you are super passionate about. You have so much knowledge in um, branding a business, what that means, why it's important. Um, So why don't we just dig in with you telling us like, what is brand strategy? Why is it important and how is it really different than your content and marketing strategy or your messaging or even your niche?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's dive into that because I do think that it's the most important thing when you're getting started in your business to establish this very clear brand strategy. But you're right, like, there's so many terms that get thrown around and some of them mean very similar things and some people define them in different ways depending on who you're talking to. Um, so I'll just go ahead right now first and just clarify the way I define these things. And then we can talk more about you know why it's important. And I can talk to you all about how to establish these things in your business. So for me, I I describe brand strategy as the way that you've intentionally like decided the plan that you have in place to show up in a way that is perceived correctly by your ideal client or your soulmate client that I sometimes like to call them. So we actually have a plan in place, whether this is the way your messaging shows up or the way your visuals show up or the way you're, you know, communicating your offers to your audience in a way that is being perceived by the people that you really do want to work with. So it's a strategic plan. Um, and it doesn't just include your visuals, which is usually the first mistake that I see people make when I say the word brand, they instantly think of logo and they think of fonts, which is for sure part of it. Um, but it's not the whole picture. And so Um, I like to help people establish their brand strategy first. And that determines the marketing strategies, the messaging that they're putting out that determines the offers that you're putting out and the way you're positioning your offers that determines your content strategy determines everything. So we start there. Mm -hmm. And that's like a gap that I see for so many people is that they don't start there. And then they wonder why they're social media posts aren't resonating or their audience isn't growing or their offers aren't selling. And if we go back to this first step, which I like to explain as like the foundation to your house, then everything else builds on it from there. So go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say that that makes a, a whole lot of sense. And I completely agree that people hear brand and they think, yeah, colors, fonts,
1: mm-hmm. internal
0: facing. But what I'm hearing you saying is that this is like an internal process that you as an entrepreneur is going to go through to establish how you want to be perceived versus how, you know, externally people are perceiving you. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I always like to explain as a personal brands that we are. our our personal brand is an extension of who we are. It is not who we are entirely because there's so much more depth to you. And so we need to be strategic about what we are bringing forward. Um, Not just because it's like, oh, I want to make sure that like, I put only my right foot forward. Like I'm all for vulnerability and all that stuff. It's just that we want to make sure that the people you really want to work with are perceiving you in a way that they understand that, hey, you are the girl I want to work with. And you do do the work that I really need support with right now. And hey, I also trust you and like you and I'm ready to sign up for your program. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. So I know that you have an analogy about
1: a Mm -hmm. potluck. (laughs) I'm starting to get known for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The potluck girl. Um, I Explain the potluck analogy, because I think a lot of people's brains work best if you can like have that analogy to really understand this and tie this together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll use this in context when it comes to defining those other terms that you had mentioned earlier. So, um, when it comes to our brand strategy, we want to get clear on a few things. And the first thing we want to get clear on is who you really want to serve and the transformation that you're facilitating for that person. What's the primary problem that you're solving for that person? And this is your niche, but it also shows up as your one liner. So, niche and one liner are very similar or sometimes people call one-liner your elevator pitch. So when you're clear on, okay, you know, I'm a, um, let me think of a nutrition example. I am a nutrition coach and I support, um, I support women
0: with weight loss. Or- women,
1: yeah. I support women <laughs> with weight loss. That's like great, but we want to take it even deeper. So maybe it's like, I actually support, you know, new moms with weight weight loss after they just had a baby, that's like a niche. And your one liner would be the words that we use to clarify to clearly share that and those land on your social media bios and things. But the potluck analogy comes in place because I what I find is that a lot of uh, us get really hung up on clarifying our one liner or elevator pitch like I help so and so do so and so and I'll be the first person to say that it's important that you clarify your niche. But what I really want to share here is that it is not the be all end all because let's say I'm inviting all of you listening to this podcast today to a potluck to my house. So like, come on over. It's going to be an epic time. I live in the mountains in the Kootenays here in Canada. Stephanie and I are both Canadians. And I want you to come over for a potluck. So the only thing that you actually need to know to get to my house is my address and maybe like I got a white Tacoma out front and maybe there's a plant or something like all you need to know to get to my potluck or maybe the time that it starts are those few little details if that is the same as your one-liner or your niche so all I need to know is when I arrive at your house or when I arrive at your social media you know Instagram profile am I at the right house is this person potentially going to be someone that can support me. Once they get inside the house, there is so much more depth. This is when like your signature processes come through. This is when your core values come through. This is when your core beliefs and the stories that you have about your life come in. There's so much more depth and things that happen once we're at the potluck, right? we got my kitchen. It's decorated differently than my living room. We might have conversations here and conversations there. It's the exact same with your brand. So yes, clarify your niche. And don't get hung up here because we don't need to include all of who you are or all of what you're trying to wrap into your personal brand in one sentence. That does us a disservice. We just need to know we're in the right place.
0: Mm. I just wanted to do like mic drop. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so true. And I mean, you know, I've worked with you, like you've been my coach before. I know all of this, like the back of my hand, but hearing it again and hearing it in that way, like really (laughs) takes that pressure off. It gives you that um, feeling of like a big sigh of relief because you're right. We get so stuck up on these, like these like one liners or these headlines or these sentences and think that we have to exist in this one place
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: and everything has to fit within that one sentence. And then people get overwhelmed at just thinking about that. And then they don't even do their business. Like yeah. that's a lot of people from moving forward. So I love your idea of, you know, that's just that welcoming thing to like indicate to people are you right for them or not. And then welcoming welcoming them in even more with, you know, here's all of the layers, here's all of the dimension, you know, mm-hmm. here's who I am and here's how I can help you. That's amazing.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So, okay. So brand strategy, you've very much clarified that for us now. Um, So somebody has nailed down their niche, you know, they've got an idea of, okay, I want to help, you know, new moms with weight loss, or I want to help women in their thirties with adrenal burnout or whatever. They've gotten more specific. What are they going to do now after they nailed down that niche? Like what's the first step?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next step from there is we, I like to encourage people to differentiate themselves even further. And this may seem like, wait, that's opposite of what you just told me. But this is going to really help you with that depth part, that potluck atmosphere in the rest of your marketing. So the next question, the thing we want to get clear on is, okay, let's say you're the mom that helps, you know, new parents or the nutrition coach, story that helps new parents, um, new moms, there are going to be other people that do that in your niche. So we want to even, we want to differentiate and help you stand out even more. And by asking you the question I'm about to share in a second. And this also helps position you as an expert helps position you as a thought leader with something very um, different to share, or you're kind of like taking a stand on something. So the next thing we want to determine is what I actually call your core brand message. And it's the belief that you have. So what do you actually believe to be true about the work that you do? So, you might be the nutrition coach that helps moms lose weight and you think it's a, you know, a paleo game and it's all about getting to the gym or the next person might believe, actually, I have a process that helps you ensure that you, you know, you don't have to sacrifice time with your newborn and still like easily get back to that weight. Like there's a very different core belief in those two people. And so the way they show up in their marketing, the way they show up in their sales, even maybe the name of their offers are going to be very different
0: Yes. That makes complete sense. So it's that more of that feeling or that further connection point that's going to have somebody like jumping out of their seat saying, yes, this is for Mm -hmm. me. This person resonates with me. This person does not. So it's kind of like creating more polarization in a sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. They're just getting a little bit more specific and you had said there was going to be, did you say the question? You were like, there's a question I'm going to share. Yeah.
1: Yes. The question is, what do you believe to be true about the work that you do?" what do you think it really takes to achieve that result? Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: Okay, so like, that's them coming up with the methodology or the system or the process. Yes. Specific of what they're going to do to help them with the transformation. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it becomes what laces everything that you do. So we can also look at your core values here. That also laces everything you do. But let's say um, I know something that you believe Stephanie is that it doesn't need to be hard to get your business up, up and running, right? There's so many things we can do, but you can do it with ease. If you have the right support and you take the right steps and that will help you create content. So you might create a con a piece of social media content today about um, you know, how to launch your offer in the next month. And the way you write it is going to be speaking to this idea that it doesn't need to be hard and you're going to give them a breakdown. It's going to be very simple. It's going to align with those core values that you have. Very different than someone who might be like all about Facebook ads being the only way to launch your business. They will write that post very differently.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So then this is kind of an offshoot question, but I know mm-hmm. that have. lot of experience in this realm as well, or we've talked about this when I've coached with you as well, that idea that, okay, so you're clearly like a, a certain brand, like you've, you've branded yourself in a certain way, you've branded your business in a certain way. Your niche is very clear. So now when you're going on social media and you're sharing, are you sharing only specifically about your business and your brand and your niche, or are you sharing about your cat, Rupert, <laughs> I don't know, like, your, your cat Rupert, that's like lying on, the, on the sun chair. Or are you sharing about like your kids running around? Are you sharing about like you out at, I don't know, like Eastside Mirios or a restaurant that like it's not aligning with that overall brand? Like, are you sharing kind of your whole life or are you um, curating a certain vision or look that aligns with that bigger brand? brand message?
1: Mm-hmm. This is such a great question. And I'm really glad you asked this because actually just yesterday, two days ago, I was contemplating this um, just based off uh, someone that I had seen write a quote on social media about like you not being your brand and that you're allowed to share things that aren't on brand. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a really great question. So I'm going to answer it in two different ways because I'm also processing this information and constantly evolving the way I, I see this, right? So strategic Ricky lee would say it's very important to be consistent and you can still show up and share all of you your little information you know whatever happened to your cat yesterday or the way you experienced something at you know would you say you said mario's the other (laughs) day or something my favorite
0: restaurant which is right
1: yeah oh i didn't know that about you and (laughs) and you can still bring those elements and ground them back into your core message in some way you can do it through story you can do it through sharing some sort of like uh, educational content that you experience through that, like, you know, scenario with your cat and that would still allow it to be consistent and perceived in a really cohesive way by your audience. Um, I would also say from strategic regularly over here that we want to share different types of content. So it is important to have, you know, personal behind the scenes type content like that and teaching content, inspirational content. Um, It's, actually really smart to have these different things but we do want to have if we're going to be talking about behind the scenes personal stuff i would choose you know three to five things that you're reoccurring all the time like you know you'll see me always talking about kombucha like if anybody follows me on instagram stories i'm always drinking kombucha out of my wine glass because i don't drink alcohol it's like my thing and now people will share the they're like um, kombucha cheering at the end of the night with their wine glass it's become a thing um, you can share those things, and then that strategic Ricky Lee, um, Ricky Lee, who's still processing this information and wondering if there's more to this, is saying uh, there it is okay to show up and share different things and, and scenarios that are coming up for you and evolve your brand as you grow and speak to different things because I do believe that as personal brands we are more we are the most magnetic when we share and share show up and share what's going on for us and what's true for us. And sometimes that won't be completely on brand or consistent with what you've come up with your brand strategy. And that's totally okay too. So yeah, it's a, that's where I'm at right now with that answer to that question.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for going into that deeper. I mean, I go back and forth with that too. I I have seen, you know, that being more strategic and sharing um, consistently about certain things, create more of that relationship with people. It gives them more, um, consistency or more trust in me as a brand because I'm showing up in similar ways over time. So they get to know like you, the kombucha thing, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, so, you know, doing those things can create that, that community feeling or like they really know who you are, but then you're right. We're people, we're multidimensional. So just sharing that, you know, very strategic way all the time might not work. And I think people, I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but people are really craving that real life, you know, aspect on social media now that's not just super curated and just super like two dimensional. They want to see all of it, all the dimensions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think, like, if there's anything that I would say to tie that whole question and conversation together is, you know, when in doubt, brings story to the to the surface. I, it's what we need to be leaning into more in the way that we're sharing content, whether it's teaching content or you're sharing behind the scenes. There's always a, a really beautiful way to share story. So share experiences and um, pull like what I call like you know the golden thread from that story and position and kind of bring your story to a, a head at the end so that it is still something that is positioning you as an expert teaching your audience and kind of coming back to the core brand message that you have but it is showing more of you
0: absolutely um
1: side note I just wanted
0: to say I don't know if you've watched the Netflix show The Mind Explained
1: I think no I have not
0: I've only watched like a tidbit of it so I I don't have a full like it's amazing like I can't say that yet because I haven't watched all of it but the part that I did watch just the beginning the first episode it actually talks about um, how people like absorb information or let's say, for example, there's this one person in the episode who has to memorize like a whole list of numbers. So like all these like digits of numbers and they're all like varied. Um, there's no like rhyme or rhythm to them. Mm-hmm. But what she does is actually she puts, I believe like a sound or sorry, she turns the the, the numbers into letters and then makes stories about the letters, and then right. she—it's kind of convoluted. She ends up like creating the story in a place. So she'd be walking down the street, and like an elephant would eat a mouse, but that actually corresponds to a number. So the reason I bring this up—I mean, it's a cool episode. So so watch it for sure. But the reason <laughs> I bring this up is that—we um, learn through stories. We yeah. are storytellers. and whether it's like your your client memorizing what you do because of a story you told, or they're connecting to you through a story, or they're, they're understanding something about nutrition because of a story or an analogy. Those are the things that are going to stick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we're hardwired for adventure. I mean, I, I bet you, it'll be really hard for you guys all to forget the, the potluck analogy, because mm-hmm. if I told it through story, right, I invited you to my house. I didn't just say it's kind of like a potluck. I said, Okay, we're going to a pollock at my house. I'm living in the mountains, right? Like I, I shared it through story.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. We love story. I love stories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of leads right into the next question I wanted to ask. I, I'm curious if this is if you would use storytelling um as the answer here, but what makes a brand remarkable and profitable? Is it mm-hmm. storytelling or is it something else?
1: Yeah, that's a really great, great question as well. So I love to just clarify the the definition of remarkable first, because I remember a professor that I had in university first told me this, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, if you guys aren't aware, the word remarkable really just means to remark at something, to share something. So if you find something about, you know, Stephanie's social media post today, remarkable, that means you're going to share it with somebody else. And the way we ensure that people share things is, yes, through story, but we do it by not overwhelming our senses either there needs to be some very clear things that we can can share so if you've ever found yourself (laughs) I'm going to just keep picking on Stephanie so (laughs) if you ever found yourself like reading someone's social media posts maybe you just listened to a podcast episode Stephanie recorded on her on her own and you you got you know you took your headphones out and you went downstairs to your partner and you're like oh my god you wouldn't believe Stephanie was saying this thing that happened to her, and then this, and I just totally realized that this is what's missing in my business, right? Like you remarked on something, and mm-hmm. now, I mean, ideally, this person in that story I was just sharing would have been remarking to somebody else who might work with Stephanie, and that's how we can spread her message and get more leads. and And it's actually a strategic thing, but yeah, I just like to explain that first, so that's what remarkable is. But you know, without going into too much details. Um, to create a remarkable and profitable brand, I believe that it starts by getting very clear in your brand strategy, like I was saying at the very beginning, and then building your marketing plan from there and being very focused and intentional about following through on a few things really well, as opposed to doing a whole bunch of things not so well. And that's what actually will create more conversion of clients for you. and you'll kind of fill these gaps that you're having. A lot of people come to me with, with gaps. They're like, okay, I'm doing all these things. They do everything that we all know we should be doing. And I say, well, are you clear on this? And usually it starts with a brand strategy. Okay, well then that's why we need to fix this in your marketing. Okay, that's why we need to fix this in your sales. And then we fix the gaps. And then that's when your brand then becomes more profitable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a ton of sense. I think that I really like that idea of like, that decoding the word remarkable, because I think we think remarkable um, means like I have to do something sensational and and so unique. And like, I hear that all the time where clients are like, but I need to do something so different. That's never been done. And I think sometimes I, I don't know about you um, or what your opinion is on this, Ricky Lee. but sometimes it's not just reinvent. It's not, you know, doing something new all the time. It's reinventing the wheel or some doing something that's already been done well, but doing it in your way.
1: Absolutely. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I hundred and ten percent agree. Right. I mean, how many times have people talked about what we're talking about right now, but it will never be done in the exact same way?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that gives a lot of people, sorry, we're going on so many tangents in this. Oh, good. I love so it. so much, you know, goodies here, so many good nuggets, because I think for so many people, they ask themselves, and I hear this all the time is, you know, why should I even start a business when 100 other people are doing the exact same thing, mm. which yeah. kind of goes back to what you're saying? Yeah, but they're not going to do it in the same way you're doing it. And I think that can sometimes feel like a fluffy answer for people like, No one's going to do it like you, you know, and kind of like give them a high five. But it's like, seriously, that's so true that like nobody on this planet is you or is going to say it in your way or is going to share the stories that you have or have the life experience that you have. Mm -hmm. So sharing something that is similar to something that someone else is sharing is okay. It it falls on people's ears or people perceive it differently depending on where they are in their life.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, the I, yeah. I mean, I pff, I don't even have to say anything. Everything you just said, I 100 percent agree with. I was I was actually kind of giggling to myself because I was thinking about isn't the perfect analogy for what you were just speaking about. But I mean, how many times did our parents tell us something
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it never landed, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. So and then it was it took somebody else or it took another way or it took a different time in our life. I mean, there are so there's so many people in the world that need your support. And there's so many people that maybe yeah are doing the same things as you. But the fact that people need your support is more important than not doing it. I think like, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, I always come back to this idea of service, like, how do we serve in a bigger way? Um, While we share a story? How do we serve in a bigger way? While we show up authentically and vulnerably? How do we, you know, get over this idea that There's too many people doing what I'm doing. I can't do it. Well, no, you need to serve. There's people who still need your support. So it means that you need to to step up.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So kind of to shift gears, but in a similar way, I think like so many people attach themselves like I am my business. I am my brand. Mm. Who I am has to be 100% like reflected in my business. And I know when we started working together, um, just to be like completely transparent and vulnerable, like my personal well-being was very much tied into my business and if my business had a success I Stephanie felt successful if my business had you know a closed door or something bad happened or I didn't make the sales that I wanted I Stephanie felt like I was a failure and Mm. I was very very much attached to my business and you were actually the person to really truly drill it into my head that like you are not your business there are separate identities Mm-hmm. But they're similar identities. So, can you just explain that a little bit more for like yeah. we're not our brand, and like how you know identifying yourself as our business is really stopping us from scaling or like moving forward in our business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you brought this up, and I've seen a, a huge shift in you. So, like, congratulations because it is a really important thing, especially when we get to the point and when you're scaling your business. But no matter where you're are at in your business. Um, This line gets really blurred because we're personal brands and we like to say, and I've said it probably numerous times already on this podcast that, you know, you want to show up authentically. So you want to pull from who you really are to create your brand. And that's a hundred percent true. So I like to say that your brand, your brand strategy, the things that make your business a brand is an extension of you because we're running personal brands. But it is not you, in the sense that, like, like um, Stephanie was just saying, you know, if you have a failed launch, you are not a failure. If you have a really successful launch, it's not that you're super successful either, right? It's not they're they're not uh, related in that way. Um, so, on one hand, it is super important to pull from who you are so that it is authentic representation. But it's an extension, and the. Number one reason why this is so important is because we don't want to get it wrapped up in this. But also when you go to scale your business, if you think of any other company, you think of any other, you know, mom, and pop type shop, even, you know, eventually those people who own it or the the, the CEO of, you know, Google or whatever we want to talk about, they eventually aren't in the business. They aren't working 24 seven in it. They aren't always the face of it. And they go on holidays and they take time off and the business runs on its own. But if we're not able to separate and we uh, interweave ourselves so tightly into our brand, then we'll never be able to scale our business in a way that's actually sustainable. And that's the, probably the most important reason why we want to remember this. It doesn't mean that you don't show up authentic. like you know, It doesn't mean that you're not still there and present. But you should almost be able to grow your business to a place where it could be sold. You know, It has its own identity, its own processes, its own signature methodologies um to a point where yeah you could give it over to somebody else and they would still need to use your face because it's a personal brand but it isn't you so yeah it's a it's a fine line for sure but it's important to remember
0: Mm -hmm, absolutely so Kind of a side note question again. If somebody was, say, at the place where they could bring on an assistant or someone in the business to help them, right? To take Mm -hmm. a little bit of pressure off of themselves, but they have this clear personal brand and the clear way that they talk and the clear way that they share their stories, and maybe they want to have someone actually posting to Instagram for them, is there a way um, that you would recommend that, like, that person would share with their assistant, like, how to show up and embody the brand like they would as the brand does that make sense
1: i love this question because it comes really full circle to what we started talking about which is this the importance of establishing your brand so you should have clear documents in your google drive folder probably for most of you that outlines what are your core values what is the tone that we use what are the core beliefs what are the things that we kind of hit on all the time you know like if i were to hand something over to one of you know someone who's going to write social media for me they would know that like my content's very soulful there's going to be an element of nature i want story you can pull from kind of all these stories there's um i like to teach a lot these are the you know i'm talking about reoccurring things over and over again but we want to have those documented as much as possible and of course the process isn't like hey assistant here's a google doc Go, go for it. It definitely takes some time for them to really integrate. I know that I was actually working with a, a really great copywriter earlier this year. And she wrote a whole bunch of copy. So I was working with this other entrepreneur. And she was writing copy for this woman. And um, she was writing all this copy for an email sequence. And I, I had to review it. And I was reviewing it. And I just pulled her aside. And I was like, wow. Like I just have this next level respect for copywriters because what I just saw you do for this entrepreneur last week is completely different than what you did for this entrepreneur I'm like how did you step into that role like how did you embody it and it just takes time and practice she has documents but she kind of has to get into the groove um so yeah I'm not sure if that's like a clear answer I, I think like having processes and documentations in place is the first step having someone start and giving then giving them feedback and just being like this might be a a different way that I would word it so that it's more aligned with the way I speak and my tone Um, but eventually usually if you're bringing somebody on to support you with like the copywriting for for example um, they do have a skill in in really tapping into what they've seen as your your way of being in your brand
0: Mm -hmm. no that's very helpful I love that you mentioned using documentation like the way I kind of see it you know, as you were talking, I was like, it's kind of as if like, in one sense, you're like floating away from your body Mm -hmm. and observing what's going on. So you're not like, oh, well, this is just who I am. This is just how I say these things. Like, I don't know, it can't be duplicated. You're like actually looking at yourself like, okay, if I had to explain who Stephanie was, or if I had to explain who Ricky Lee was, in my own words, and the way that she communicates the way that she shares, like, here's the language I would use. Absolutely. Documentation based on that. I think again, this is just like that other point to show that although we are so ingrained that our business is us or, you know, like that we are that personal brand, you know, it's a reflection of who we are, but it's also a business. It's an mm-hmm. end on its own. And it needs to be treated like a business, especially like a lot of us want to be in this to, you know, make this a life dream or a life goal or a job for life. We don't want to just do a year or two of doing nutrition yeah. or doing coaching and then have to go back to a full-time job. So we need to treat it like the business that it is and see it as this like entity, you know, on its own and really treat it that way.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes, you know, without going on too much of a tangent that a lot of entrepreneurs make. And it it's partly the fault of us business coaches too. We, we need to take responsibility here too, where we talk a lot about how quickly results can happen, which is fine. I, I 100% believe things can happen fast for you, but we need to be speaking more about the sustainable long-term results um, it's not just about like a you know, oh my god I had a you know fifty thousand dollar launch. It's like okay, how am I actually sustaining that for the next ten years, fifteen years? Am I going to be able to actually do that as a you know a physical human being? Was it taking a toll on me? How am I consistently bringing in leads instead of just once a you know launch? But yeah, it's a it's an important conversation.
0: So one thing that I did want to ask is, you know, for those people that are just starting out, maybe are still in school or are are seeing some clients, maybe they're making a few hundred dollars, maybe they're making two or three thousand dollars one month and then zero dollars next month. You know, what should these people be focusing on? The ones that aren't making those consistent five-figure months, what Mm -hmm. brand elements should they really focus on, and what can they wait until they're like at the place where they're making more consistent income?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So my number one thing is don't worry about visual brand elements until you're, you know, making. Uh, I want to say eight to ten k months consistently, and we all want to jump there earlier than we than we think, or even if we know. I mean, I I've totally been that person as well. But things shift and change, and so you'll end up just uh, spending money that's going to be kind of to your detriment eventually because you're going to probably evolve and change and go back and fix things. So. What I would recommend that you really focus on is you choose one or two platforms that you're going to show up and you're going to share highly valuable content so you get clear first on who you're speaking to. This is going to seem dead simple and you've heard it a million times, but the challenge guys is to actually implement what I'm saying. So you do exactly what Stephanie and I have been talking about. You choose one person to speak to and one problem to solve for that person and you create a program that solves that problem. And you share educational content, you share inspirational content to help position yourself as an expert, someone that they trust on one or two social media channels. You connect with people, you comment with them, you get in the DMs with them, you invite them into this offer. And you create an offer that's a high ticket offer in the beginning so that you can bring in some financial resources quickly. That's usually the way I go. I'm definitely a customized marketing person. So sometimes that's not always the case, but usually. And it's, it's easy as that it sounds so simple, but it's like, know, your customers speak to them, solve a problem and create an offer that solves that problem and and repeat. I think we get lost in the clouds because there's, there's YouTube and there's podcasts and then there's courses and there's webinars and there's these funnels. Mm -hmm. And then should I be doing that? It's like, "Ah," like Mm -hmm. consistency and follow through and speaking to this one person and being clear on your brand is my number one, my number one tip for y'all.
0: That is awesome. And I mean, Everything you're saying, I like completely align with, which probably is because you're all from my coach and I learned a lot from you. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of, you know, on the same page here. But I am so glad that you break it down in that simple way, because even on the podcast, you know, we can talk about all of these different things that you need to implement to have a successful business. But what it really comes down to, just like you said, knowing who you want to speak to solving a problem and creating something that really essentially the market is demanding. Mm hmm. Not creating something again to go back to it has to be the most unique spectacular you know unicorn sparkly thing that no one's ever seen before it can really be something that is just truly needed and wanted by that person who you mm-hmm. all want to help so thanks for Absolutely. Being you.
1: yeah you're welcome
0: well this has been such a lovely conversation and like I said at the beginning like I know we've only done like two percent of the brain of right? reading. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You honestly have so much knowledge and expertise in um, all things, you know, marketing, sales, branding, and I would love to have you back on to talk about maybe another aspect at another point. But mm-hmm. that right now you're really focusing on your um, new group program. So why don't you tell us a bit about that and then le- just let us know like how people can start following you and see your nightly kombucha cheers.
1: <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Yeah, so right now, my signature program, the one thing I'm focusing on and scaling, um, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, everyone, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's called Your Profitable Brand. It's actually open for enrollment right now. And it's a four month group business mentorship program for service based entrepreneurs. And I support you in establishing your brand, creating your signature offer and successfully selling that signature offer. And you know my big goal for this program is that you learn to be a really competent business owner, a competent copywriter, a salesperson, a marketer and so that you can create your own marketing strategies and you don't actually ever need to invest in another business mentor until you're past that six-figure mark. So that's my group program, it's open for enrollment. Right now I believe when Stephanie's going to be sharing this and where you can hang out with me is on Instagram it's my place and i really love hanging out with people on instagram stories so definitely check out the stories so my my handle is ricky lee walls i'm sure stephanie will leave that in the notes as well and uh, yeah i'd love to see your kombucha cheers if you're a kombucha fan pour it in a wine glass it changes everything <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's actually a good question i asked my uh, my launching nutrition biz group program students when they come into the group i'm like okay tell us who you are when you graduated and what your favorite kombucha flavor is. <laughs> awesome so what's your favorite kombucha
1: flavor? i'm really loving the dr brewer i think b- brand right oh, now yeah. and i really like the strawberry basil it's like mm, so good yeah
0: Ooh, never tried that
1: yeah i know i totally should be making it myself guys i understand that i did in the past um just one of those things, you know. I don't drink. There's a lot of things I don't splurge on, so I'm like, I'm just going to support these amazing kombucha companies.
0: Yeah, and there's so many out there. There's like, I used to love Rise, which is like a Canadian.
1: Yes, brand. I do like Rise as well.
0: Yeah, they're ginger, and oh man, yeah. Okay, that's a, another whole conversation. <laughs> yeah.
1: a zandra run.
0: It's so <laughs> but, good. But just to wrap it up, I mean, like again, that's just something that you share that connects you as a real person with people because. These are things that we do in our lives, right? And it's cool that I know for me, I can see that peak of like, what does Ricky Lee's house look like when Mm -hmm. she's by her fire? She's having her kombucha with her partner, Scott. Like, again, like how can we let people in a little bit more to really learn about who we are? Because- we deserve to be shared with the world. Like we're incredible people and um, people really want to know more about us. So thank you for sharing more about you today and for talking about all of this. It's been, again, such a fantastic conversation and I'm so happy to have had you here. Thanks,
1: Rekili. You're so welcome. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.